Hey friends, welcome to the Family House Message of the Week podcast. This is Pastor Jason, lead pastor at Family House Fellowship in Cedar Park, Texas. At Family House, we are a family of faith growing towards wholeness in Jesus Christ, heart, mind, and strength, and helping others towards that same wholeness, impacting not only this generation, but future generations. We would love for you to check out more about us on our website. It's familyhousecp.org. Also, you can follow us on social media in all the places, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at FamilyHouseCP. And also, if you wouldn't mind, the best way to continue to see these podcast episodes when they drop is to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you love to get your podcasts. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, rate and leave a review. It helps other people find this Message of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. That's a real thing. Um, this is my, this is going to be my second time preaching today. Um, first time was in students at Austin Christian Fellowship last year, but today is in big church, so thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for that. Um, before we start, can we just give a hand for the worship team and Abigail and all our volunteers for what they do weekly for us? Yeah, um, so grateful for just the help and just the heart that the Lord puts inside of everybody to serve his kingdom and just to move his kingdom more and more. Um, yeah, so my name is David Bayaho, everybody, and I am the Family House Worship and Students Ministry Leader, and yeah, I'm one of the young faces around the building with Abby. Um, we're both, <laughs> hey, sorry, Pastor Jason, but <laughs> we're one of the young faces on staff. Um, we're just so grateful that we can be on Family House staff and just, again, just move his kingdom more and more and just be able to see what the Lord can do through us and see what the Lord's going to do in us to move his word and everything. So, yeah, a little bit about myself. I am going into my last semester at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, just 25 minutes away. I have a music I'm studying music, so I will have a Bachelor of Arts in Music after this semester. So grateful for that. It's been a long, long four years, <laughs> let me say that, but just grateful for everything that God has done in that. And as y'all can see, I'm trading singing for preaching today, so that's also um, something that's different. Um, but yeah, I just want y'all to get to know me a little bit, so before I start, you're just not like, I mean, y'all see me singing up here, but just to be more comfortable with me and everything. So I'm just so honored and grateful to be with y'all today and just seeing what the Lord's going to do out of the goodness of his heart and everything. So yeah, I would like to welcome our online audience as well. I would like to just say welcome to the family house. Welcome to the Lord's house. And we're just so grateful that you're tuning in online. And we're just grateful for what 
you know, what you're going to be able to get online. And we hope to see you in our doors one day. Even though it won't be here, it will be somebody somewhere else. So please stay tuned to that. So I want to also offer the extension of Bible if you do not have that. Um, there's Bibles on the back table over there. If you need one, um, please feel free to go get one, or we can go get you one and assist you in that. So, yeah, this mic's going to keep on cutting in and out, so please just bear with me. It's, it's a mic. So <laughs> um, I want to also, before I pray and start my message, I want to just say a big thank you to High Point Fellowship for everything that they've done in our five months that we've been here. And it's, it's been so beautiful, and we're just so grateful. This, this is the space, you know, but whenever you're... Whenever you see the church as not many, but as one, you come together and you be able to build with your family and build God's kingdom in one house. And that's what Family House has done. And we're just so grateful that they've, they've done that. And just we're, we're, we extend our love and thanks to them more and more every day. So thank you to High Point Fellowship. And um, if you see anybody from there, just keep on telling them thank you for letting us be able to do this. So, all right, I'm going to pray. We're going to get our hearts ready. I'm going to keep on getting my heart ready because there's still preacher jitters. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, so let's just pray. Uh, Father God, we love you so much. God, you're so good. And we're going to learn what that means more today because you are a good God. You are a beautiful God, Lord. Lord, what we've been learning about in the series with the fruit of the Spirit, I pray that we especially myself, we keep in step with your spirit, Lord. That our hearts are surrendered to you, that we know you inside and out through everything that you are, Lord. Lord, I pray that the words I speak today are not of me, but of you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought us here today to hear your words to help build us, to help build your church, to help spread your kingdom more and more around this earth as it is in heaven. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome, y'all. So best summer ever. The best summer ever. Jericho, if you can throw up that slide for the first one. Best summer ever. We have been going through a series of called the best summer ever, talking about the fruit of the Spirit today. And if y'all have been here with us, we have gone through love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and today we're on goodness. And how good has this series been already so we can get here to talk about goodness? You know, how good has it been to be able to dive in God's word together and just be able to hear from Pastor Jason, from Abby, of what each fruit of the Spirit means in our lives to not only eat but also bear and to distribute amongst others as well. So we're going to get into that more and more. But if y'all can open y'all's Bibles to me, we're going to be doing a lot of Bible turning today. So if y'all can just get ready for that, please. Um, we're going to flip to Galatians 5.22 for the first one. And we're going to read about the fruit of the Spirit to start out with. So, Drigo, if you can throw up five. Yeah. So it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness. And we're going to stop there because we're talking about goodness today. We could go on, but I want us to just focus on goodness today. And that's what I'm here to do, share God's goodness, share God's word. So God's goodness is present in so many people's lives, y'all. 
I want, I want to invite y'all to harp on a question that we're going to come back to at the end, and it's this. Think about a time in your life that you've experienced God's goodness. Think about a time in your life that you've experienced God's goodness. <laughs> and God is really, really, really good, but it's not just God is good because my favorite baseball team won yesterday. I can sometimes... <laughs> Pastor Jason did not win to mind, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Or, you know, it's not, it's not only God is good because I was happy to see that girl on The Bachelorette fall in love with The Bachelor, you know, and live happily ever after. It's not just that and everything, you know. God's goodness is more than that. There's so much greater things out of that. So I have a video for us to share, for us to see, of some people in my life talking about the goodness of God to give you all some things to also think about. So, Drico, if you can play that video, and we'll come back to in just a minute. what I feel like God's goodness has meant for me recently in life um, has been for sure kind of the big lesson of even though life may not be good, God is always good, um, and he triumphs anything down here that we have to deal with. Um, and I think his goodness also just... Um, encapsulates all the other fruits of the spirit as well um, like under goodness is the love and the joy and the peace um, all of the other ones that fall under it are because he is a good God um, and he's a sovereign God and so I just always kind of come back to the verse that uh, is kind of like give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever um, and that's one of the big things that I think of when I think of the goodness of God God's goodness in my life. Some of you may or may not know that I have received eight free cars in my life. I, up until recently, had never bought a car or made a car payment. They've always just come into my life through the benevolence and generosity of friends and family and the body of Christ. And uh, whenever I would receive a new car, a new car would come into my life, I was always, for the most part, in a position where I was able to pay it forward or send the car that I was using previously and bless someone else with it. And isn't that just like God's goodness is that when he pours out his goodness on us, we get to see him in a way as a, as a, as a, as a generous father and, and that's one of the ways he presents himself. And then us as children of God get to represent or represent God in the same way that we get to be generous as well. About a year ago, I got the position at Austin Christian Fellowship as the student's worship leader. I had never been a worship leader before, but I had done pop music for eight years. I had done pop, like breakup songs, love songs, all these different things, but I had never led worship for a group of students um, and I, I just want to say that God took my pop music and completely shifted it for him. I, I now work with students um, every week. I, I get to share the love that God has for them through worship, through music, through something that I love and I've seen God work through it. I've seen people's hearts change, people shift in their um, their lifestyles and all these other different things and God has been very very good in that um, brought me through addiction been sober for over eight years um, restored my marriage 
Uh, my kids have just had amazing things happen after very difficult times and situations. He just is faithful. He's so faithful when we decide to walk with him. But that's choice. So it took me a minute to actually walk with him. I knew the Lord-ish, but I was not walking with him. When I started walking with him and literally was at the most desperate surrender, okay, Lord, whatever you want moment in my life, everything changed. And it changed actually pretty fast. It was not easy, but it started changing. And I just want to encourage you, if you're anywhere thinking, this is not fixable, this is not going to be restored, this is not even possible, he is the God of the impossible. He gives us so many beautiful gifts every day that we most of the time drive by and miss. So I just want to encourage you today, the goodness of God is all around you all day, every day. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our constant companion, our comforter, um, our cheerleader. And I just want to tell you today, God loves you so much. He has so much goodness for your life. He did it for me. He can do it for you. And I can't wait to see the awesome adventure you're going to have with him, friend. So we see that God's goodness is definitely present in people's lives, y'all. So again, keep on thinking about that question. The main point I want us to get at today is God's goodness is running after us. It is here for us to recognize. It is here for us to live out. And it is here for us to distribute. And we just sang about that. Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. And I'm going to reference that a lot because that is just a beautiful praise of what the Lord is and what the Lord wants in our life to give him and to believe. So thank you, Lord, that your goodness is running after us. He's running after us, y'all. And your Holy Spirit fills me, Lord, and you fills us up. We know that. So I don't know about y'all, but there has been a lot of goodness in my life, at least, just like these people. But sometimes I have found it hard to know where that comes from. Sometimes I have found it hard to know to hold up to that, especially in the midst of trials and hardships, especially this summer. <laughs> sometimes I find it hard to know it is readily available to me. And sometimes I find it hard that it's inside for me to not only receive, but to give also. And I feel like many of us can say that. I feel like so many of us can say that in this room and online and throughout this earth because we're human. <laughs> so we will be going through a Bible story of scriptures, which I said, get ready to flip a lot, <laughs> um, of God's goodness. And I have four big points for y'all to follow with me on that I have learned and that I'm continuing to learn as I just dive into the goodness of God. So these four are how goodness was created, goodness is near us, goodness came for us, and goodness is inside of us. We're going to learn about these and we're going to learn how to live them out. So the first one, goodness created. Can you open y'all's Bibles with me to Genesis 1.31, please? Um, Ivan, you know, many of y'all are probably like, oh, the creation story. I definitely know that one. <laughs> Genesis 1 is the creation story of, you know, how God created the heavens and the earth and everything. But there's one specific verse, which is in verse 31, that we're going to harp on. If y'all can read this with me. It is, it says, God saw 
all that he had made. And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Like I was just talking about, many of us know the creation story. The first chapter in the Bible, right when we open our Bible, Moses is writing about the creation story and everything. And the first big story in the Bible that we get talking about God creating the heavens and the earth in six days. And at the end, we see that it says, and he says, and it was very good. So in this, God is the creator of goodness. He saw what he made, and he said it was very good. And goodness comes from nobody but the creator himself. Without God, we see here that goodness is literally impossible, not only because he created it for us, but because he loves us too. So goodness cannot exist outside of God. We see that through the story of Jesus, throughout Jesus' life, and we'll dive into some of that later. He then goes on to distribute that goodness to Adam and Eve in Genesis 2. And he says, my goodness is a gift. We know it's a gift in that. And well, we all know how whenever God gave them that goodness and that gift, we all know how that went <laughs> because, well, the story of Adam and Eve, sin came into the world. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and I could continue on that, but for another time because my message is not on Adam and Eve. It's on the goodness of God. <laughs> so we, as sinful humans, we sometimes want to desire that evil as well as God's goodness. We sometimes, our flesh sometimes want to go toward, oh, the world, oh, these things that feel good, not only God's goodness, but these things that feel good, but we can't only do that because we know that the creator of the goodness wants us only to experience his goodness, not the world's goodness. So we're going to continue to learn, we're continuing to um, find tools of what goodness is and what how we can live more in righteousness in that so real quick also in this god is elohim so elohim is a hebrew name for god using the bible because the bible is mainly written in hebrew you know and if you don't know that the bible is mainly written in hebrew um and it is a name for god being the creator of goodness and the most powerful god there is there's only one god is elohim so we go to the next one. Goodness is near us. We get to where goodness was created. Now we're here. And we have a great example of this in one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And that is Psalm 23. So if y'all can flip with me to Psalm 23 real fast. I think this is the third flip, so I haven't made y'all flip too much yet. <laughs> so Psalm 23. And it's funny because a worship leader, myself, is preaching out of Psalm 23. <laughs> and y'all would be very surprised, if y'all don't know this joke, <laughs> how many worship leaders sing or preach about Psalm 23. You go on YouTube, you search up Psalm 23 sermons, you get all these worship leaders, or, or you get all these songs singing, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing, he makes me lie down in green pastures. There's literally a song that just came out by Red Rocks called Good Plans, and it starts out, 
the Lord is my shepherd, you know, like stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like for the millionth time, you know, not, not that that's bad, you know, but it's just, it's just funny. I like it. I'm going to fit in with that. <laughs> so we're going to read Psalm 23, if y'all can read this with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, li- he leads me beside quiet waters, and he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. And harp on this one with me, verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we get two things from this verse. Especially verse 6, because that's the one we're mainly going to be talking about for goodness being near us. We get God's goodness being available and near to us in the purest form. And we get the declaration to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I got a little story for y'all. The amount of times that going along with this, that God's goodness has probably been near me and is near me and I haven't been aware. It's probably very, a lot, <laughs> is a lot. <laughs> he probably goes, really, David? <laughs> like, goodness could be right here. And I'm just like, <laughs> don't ask me why I do that. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes... This is a great example. Some people in my life know that I'm really hesitant when it comes to receiving good things, a.k.a. a blessing blocker is what I've been labeled <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and that, 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 that thing that I could be receiving is as simple as a compliment or a nice gesture, or it could be also a gift, you know. Um, anything like that, it's always been weird for me. Maybe, you know, my family could probably testify when I was little, like, I loved receiving gifts. I don't know why it's become more weird for me. But um, what I don't know is not only am I blocking that goodness gift from people, I'm blocking that goodness and love gift from God himself because he's sending people to do that in my life. You know, another example is when I'm feeling real down and I turn on some worship music or I play some worship music, you know, on my guitar or my piano, and it feels like I'm just singing the song rather than praising him fully for what he is. And he's giving me that gift of goodness to listen to that worship music, to praise him fully, but I'm not giving him the praise and I'm not receiving that praise for what that little thing that he's doing in my life in that moment. I'm very convicted many times by the Holy Spirit in this, y'all. <laughs> so, something that I'm continuing to work on. <laughs> so, Lord, I know your goodness is running after me. And, Lord, we're sorry for the times that we don't recognize that. I just talked about worship being near us. An example is worship being near us um, to recognize God's goodness. And, you know, the act of worship, it says right here, to praise God for what he is and what he does that will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
And he gives us all these songs in worship. He gives us all these songs to sing and to listen. It's kind of like a fighting mechanism, a fighting, a fighting tool to combat the evil and the walk in light. Sometimes we don't do that, but he gives us that gift so we can do that. And throughout the Psalms and in First Chronicles 16, um, to be exact, Avery said it. Avery was the first girl who talked about the goodness in her life. You see that it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. It's near to us. <laughs> it's near to us to receive, to recognize, and to give back to him. And what a beautiful praise that is. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. Thank you, Lord, that your goodness is near us, that we can have it. So goodness is near us. Goodness got created. Goodness is near us. Next in the, our Bible story of goodness is goodness came for us. What does that mean? Goodness, if God is good, that means Jesus, being the human form of God, is also good. God sent his one and only son to live a perfect life to die on the cross for us and for us to recognize and live like him. Which we'll get to that last point. So goodness came for us. So the teaching team, Pastor Jason, <laughs> Abby, and I, <laughs> we've been going through a book um, for resources and commentary during this, and it's called The Fruit of the Spirit, Becoming the Person God Wants You to Be. And the authors of this book are Thomas Track and Wade Goodall. And they write this definition of good. Good is the absence or, of defect or flaw and the presence of complete wholeness. Goodness is the absence of defect or flaw in the presence of complete wholeness. And there's only one who is like that. And that is Jesus Christ, y'all. And we see that throughout Jesus' life. But more specifically, if y'all can flip to me with me to Mark 10, 17 through 18. So that's Mark 10, 17 through 18. And this rich man walks up, runs up, actually not walks up, runs up to Jesus. And he's asking him, what must I do for eternal life? And this is what the text says. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. So what I just said, the definition of good, good is the absence of defect or flaw in the presence of complete wholeness. Jesus, we might see in this that Jesus challenges this man, why do you call me good? Through that, I just said the word challenge. He's not only challenging him in that. He's making him think harder and harder and harder. Why do you call me good if only God is good? He's not actually saying, I'm not good. I'm just making you think more and more. Why do you call me good? So when I, was, when I read this text and when I come back to it, I think to myself, well, why do I call Jesus good? If God is good alone, why do I call Jesus good? 
It may be because, like this rich man, we got the wrong sinner of our life at that moment. Because this rich man, the, the sinner of his life was money. <laughs> the sinner of his life was anything but Jesus. So Jesus is trying to challenge him and point back to him. You're calling me good because I am good, but you don't even know what you're saying, my child. So, church, I believe the story is a beautiful reminder that Jesus is not only the true son of God, but that God did indeed sin goodness and it came for us. And I'm guilty of it myself. <laughs> not recognizing sometimes that goodness came for me and the moments where I'm going through trials and tribulations and the moments where life gets hard and I just want to cry on my knees and I just want to fall to the floor. But God says, no, I send you goodness and I give you, my child, because I created it, because it's near you and because it came for you. And now we're going to learn that goodness is inside of us. That goodness is inside of us to receive, but most importantly, to give. We have a beautiful story in the Bible that I come back to in my quiet time a lot to remind me to love my neighbor. So if y'all can flip with me to Luke 10, 30 through 37. And when y'all get there, y'all might see that it is indeed the story of, I'm sorry, I thought I had it marked, y'all. <laughs> um, that's right here. Um, it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. So we're going to read verses 30 through 37. And then there's a verse that I want to come back to. So the parable of the Good Samaritan. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him down and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man... He passed on by the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave him to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, the expert in the law, go and do likewise. So yes, the parable of the Good Samaritan we just read. And again, that could be a whole sermon on itself. But we're just talking about goodness today because I could spend another who knows how long on that. So in this, Jesus was being tested by an expert on the law. And what we did not read for this whole message is verse 27. So I want us to go back to that real fast and read that. And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. 
after the teacher of the law says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus ends with, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we get the lesson of the parable of the Good Samaritan just in that last phrase in verse 27 when Jesus says, loving your neighbor is an act of goodness because I tell you, love your neighbor as yourself. So in the story, as we just read, we get a man. We get a man, most likely a Jew because we're in Jerusalem, (laughs) attacked by robbers and beaten almost to death. And you're probably thinking that man is looking for someone to help him. (laughs) So a priest comes in. A priest, y'all, comes on by, walks on the other side of the road. No help. Oh, and there comes a Levite. Nope. Goes to the other side of the road. But now, the goodness that is inside of us gets shown by a hated Samaritan. Because the Jews and Samaritans hated each other, y'all. But the hated Samaritan becomes the hero. And the person who the Jews had so much hate and prejudice toward showed love to the Jewish man, like Jesus said to show your neighbor. And treated him like family with his time, with his money, with his care. And Jesus says what? Go and do likewise and show mercy just like him. So clearly we see that that goodness is inside of us just like that good Samaritan. And church, how many of us have sometimes been like the priest and the Levite? How many of us have missed out on distributing God's goodness amongst his people? I know I say I am. (laughs) I can stand before y'all today and say I am exactly like a priest and Levite in some instances. I am not living the way that God intended for his goodness to live inside me because he created it. He put it near me and he came for me. But I'm not recognizing that side of me to distribute. So church, we have to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. And I'm so sorry for not showing the mercy that you asked us to show. Through not only this story, but many other instances in Jesus' life, whenever he's teaching us, whenever he's talking to us, whenever he's showing us. I know... I fall short of that every day with my family and my relationship with my friends. We can be that priest and Levite sometimes, but what Jesus is saying is be more like me, my child. So going back on the goodness of God bridge, your goodness is running after me. It's running after me, just like Psalm 23 says. God, we we can declare that your goodness is running after me. And I give you everything so I can recognize these things. I give you everything so I can live more righteously just like you did, Lord. And we're not going to be perfect. We're not going to be perfect. Jesus isn't asking for perfection because only he is perfect. But he's asking us to keep on growing, keep on climbing the ladder 
keep on moving toward his heart, his soul, his mind. God's goodness is also, y'all, just like we just read about love, bad love. So sorry for this mic again, y'all. It's also running after other people. God's goodness is also running after the homeless man who's on I-35 right now in Austin, sitting under a bridge. God's goodness is also running after that prostitute who knows where right now. God's goodness is also running after your worst enemy right now that you declare because that's what God came for. That's why God created it. And that's hard to say. That's hard to believe, y'all. It's not easy. I'm, and he's not saying it's supposed to be easy. But he's saying for us to recognize it so that we can give it out just like he did. So we got a, the Holy Spirit inside of us through that is asking us to access it, to take hold of it, to recognize it, live it out in our life as best as we can. And when we don't, ask for forgiveness because it's meant to be distributed and we're not always going to distribute that the best way. So it goes to my last point. What do we do with all of this? And worship team, y'all can make us way back up. What do we do with all of this out of the goodness that God created out of the goodness being near us, out of the goodness coming for us, out of the goodness being inside of us, and recognizing it, taking hold of it, and distributing it. Number one, Draco, if you can throw up that slide. What do we do with all this? We recognize God's goodness is not because of us or our lives. It's based on the very nature of creation, of who he is, because he is God. I'm going to say that one more time. We recognize God's goodness is not because of us or our lives. It's based on the very nature of creation, of who he is, because he is God. And good equals God. Good only comes for God, from God he created but it can be inside of us so next we know that God's goodness is readily available to us it's available to us it's near us because your goodness is running after me Draco if you can put that up we know God's goodness is readily available to us us because he wants us to dwell in the house of the Lord forever not dwell in the house of this world because this world is not the end-all be-all our goal is heaven and eternal life with Jesus three we believe that God sent his one and only son Jesus as a goodness for us follow him Jesus says pick up 
your cross daily and follow me, my children. That cross may be heavy sometimes. It may be lighter some days, but that cross may be heavier some days. So pick up to follow Jesus, to believe that, to know it's the earth, and to know that he created it. Lastly, y'all, church, we have to live out the fruit of the spirit of goodness that is inside of us and distributed amongst our neighbors. It's not meant only for us. If it was meant only for you, you would be the only one on this earth, but you're not. We're not. Sometimes I can be guilty of that, thinking, God, your goodness is only for me, but that's not true. Your goodness is for all of us, Lord. Your goodness is for all your people because you love us, because you created us, Lord. by bearing that fruit and distributing it you're going to lead more and more people to Jesus y'all that's a goal of mine this year, more specifically in my last semester at UT I want to bear his fruit the best that I can and distribute it and lead more people to Jesus because there's a lot of people lost there's a lot of people lost versus in his presence being able to know that he good and he is God. We do those four things out of this church and your life will drastically change. And I'm not saying that because I because I want you to know that. I'm saying that because God wants you to know that. So the act of communion, if you can get your in just a minute we're about to sing the goodness of God one last time today so we can go out and know that it's running after us it's running after his people to live out 